up with great skill from him. To win the Mosala! Dreams early! What a finish! What pure class from the Englishman! Premier Talk, the English Premier League podcast for the fans. Hello and welcome back to the Premier Talk Podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, as always, Andrew Malone. Alongside with me is Danny B, the man, Danny Barbudo. Daniel got a good one today. It's a quick one, a little concise one, if you want to call it that. Um, we're going to title this one the three-legged race, and that's for good reason. Three teams are currently tied in first. That's Chelsea, Liverpool, and Manchester City, the blue side of Manchester, that is. Um, and they are all tied on points, sitting in first. It's, it's shaping up to be an amazing title race. Um, and this is why we love watching an entirety of a season and not just some of these tournaments that are just one-leg matches or two-leg matches. You, you, you never know. You, know, you never you really get the best team. But anyways, Daniel, starting lineup, baby. Starting lineup, kicking us off. We have two match days this week, match day 13 and match day 14. We're going to do a quick little recap for you guys. And then I wanted to switch it up a little bit. I got a new segment here. It's the overrated, underrated PL edition segment. I'm going to give some some uh, statements to Daniel, some some names to Daniel. And he's going to have to tell me if they're overrated or underrated and maybe follow up with the sentence to justify his reason. So um, I got some good ones. I got some good ones. It's going to be exciting for for you guys as always. Kicking us off, match day 13, match day 14 recap. Starting us off, match day 13 on Saturday, November 25th, we had Arsenal-Newcastle. Arsenal on a hot run match leading up to match day 13. I can't say the same for match day 14. Match day 13, they beat Newcastle 2-0. Exactly what you want to see from Arsenal, picking up the three points. They currently sit in fifth place. So the more wins they pick up, the higher they can move up on this table. Hopefully see some European football next year because they haven't seen it in a year now because last year wasn't horrific season. And hopefully for Arsenal, they keep up their uh, their track record. Second game, Liverpool versus Southampton. Liverpool absolutely smashing Southampton in this one, 4-0, showing why they can compete at the top of the top, the best of the best. Andrew, I know you said it was they were tied at the end of the of match day 13. At the end of match day 14, there's actually one point separating the three of them. So that's how the table stands now. Third game, Norwood versus Wolves. This one ended no no draw. Not much to talk about here. Crystal Palace and Aston Villa. Stevie G picking up another three points against Crystal Palace. Steven Gerrard versus Vieira. The return of, of this absolute rivalry. And uh Aston Villa came out on top of this one, picking up three points. They've been in they've been pretty good under under Gerrard. And Aston Villa currently sit in 13th. So hopefully Gerrard can, you know, boost the morale of his team, boost the confidence, get them. Get the moving up in the standings. We have Brighton versus Leeds. Again, another nil-nil draw. Leeds. Leeds has been weird for me this year. I, I, I don't know about this team. It's so, like, they're so weird. It's, it's just a team that you'll never be able to predict. If they're on their game, you know, they're, they're picking up some wins. They're picking up some draws. But if they're not, they're tying, they're losing. And, like, I don't know about this team. This team's been very, very strange this year. Moving on. Sunday, November 28th. We have Brentford versus Everton. Um, Brentford won this one 1-0. Again, another really weird team. At the beginning of the year, they came out flying against these top, top, top sides. And now they're still picking up wins, but they've been poor as of late. They're currently sitting in 12th. But then again, this whole bottom half of the table is so close. A win would propel you up three or four spots. And 
if you're Brentford, I, I guess you're okay with sitting mid table. I think they may be like, of course, being um, newly promoted into the Premier League, there isn't really high hopes for you. Most of the time, the teams just get relegated again. They sit back in the EFL Championship next year. Right now, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case of Brentford because some of these teams that are in relegation have just been absolutely shocking this year. Like Newcastle, Norwich has been a little bit better as of late. Burnley's been brutal. And those three teams are Newcastle still hasn't won a game yet. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, it's just that's bad. Manchester City versus West Ham. This was a great game. It was a really good game. West Ham currently sits fourth. Manchester was, City was, I think, and it was in third. the snow. It was a sick game in the snow. It was in the it was I love snow games. Snow games are so sick. And uh City came out on top of this one, two one goal from Bernardo Silva. And then he scored again in match day 14. Guys on fire right now. Joao Cancelo also on fire right now. Those two guys, you got the Portuguese dynamic duo. I know that Portuguese dynamic duo already exists at Manchester United, but this is the Manchester City Portuguese dynamic duo. Daniel, can I just chime in here really quick? Go nuts. Daniel, the fact that Fernando Santos has all these guys at his disposal, all these Premier League. These guys are the top guys in the Premier League. Bernardo Silva, Ruben Dias, Joao Cancelo. Um, Jota is one of the best in the Premier League. He is. He's good right now. He has uh, loads of Bruno. Ronaldo, Bruno, (laughs) like loads of PL talent. And he still can't get it done at the international level. I just want to chime in there. Screw that guy. Yeah, it's... I know I know where you stand on this topic, and I think those of you who, who listened to Andrew's rant a couple weeks ago knows where he stands as well. But yeah, it's just um, Portugal should be doing better internationally. They're forced to play Italy now. Italy, yeah, Italy. That's means that one of the two of them isn't going to be in the World Cup, which it's is be riding in Toronto. I'm telling you right now, there is, and it and it's kind of a du- double edged sword to be honest with you. Italy being uh, the Euro Cup champions, and then you got. Probably going to be Ronaldo's last international tournament. Yeah. So yeah. it's like both those teams have the means to make it into the tournament. So it kind of sucks that one of them isn't going to be in. Daniel, yeah, I, I don't know about that one. I, I we 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 guess that you know UEFA was going to rig it, but clearly they didn't get the memo. Clearly. Uh, and uh, it's going to be probably. It looks like it's shaping up to be uh, Italy and Portugal in the in the final of that in that sector or whatever, that side of the bracket, whatever you want to call it. But um, I'm praying Portugal makes it because if Canada makes it to the World Cup and Portugal doesn't, that's going to be a real slap in the face. So At um, least at least we got somebody to cheer for us, though. Yeah, not a contender. The same thing with me. If, if Italy doesn't win, like, yeah, not a contender. They're going to sit the bottom of the pile. Oh, it's fine. Canada, great, greatest, uh, greatest team to watch ever. Electrifying. I love it. Um, moving I'm a Jays, on. boys. I'm a Jays. Moving on, we got Leicester City and Watford. Leicester City, again, another dub, 4-2 against Watford. Lots of goals in this one. Watford, they haven't been great. They're sitting just outside of relegation, 13 points, sitting lone in 17th. Um, and, and then again, it's like this Leicester City team, I think it was a couple weeks ago we were talking about how they haven't been great, but they've picked up their form a little bit. They currently sit 10th, and a win would prop them all the way up to like 6, depending on who wins and who uh, who draws, who, tie, who loses. PL, the PL table is a funny place. It's a mm-hmm. funny place. Um, you know, harsh criticisms dealt out when you're not when you're not doing too well, but um, anything could happen on any given day. It's it's like uh, the best way I like to to relate the Premier League is to like uh, American football. American football, anyone most likely to win on any day. You never mm-hmm. know. 
Um, it's always a toss-up. So that's the best comparison. Yeah, especially this year. Um, but, you know, Lester, if they continue playing this way, you said they're only a certain amount of points out. So uh, they could definitely cut you out top six and possibly, uh, you know, re-cement themselves back into uh, European football. Mm-hmm. The last game on – or there was one – I have to discuss one game first. Uh, there was one game it was – Tottenham, the Tottenham game. Who was it? Tottenham versus Burnley. Burnley, yes. Tottenham yeah, because versus Burnley. Uh, it got snowed out <laughs> because uh, Dyke came out from uh, from Burnley. It was snowing, and this guy's in a freaking dress shirt and a tie. This guy's crazy, man. That guy's built up. Um, yeah, that that game got postponed. It got it had to be postponed because of how much snow there was. It was there was enough snow there. It covered covered the entire pitch. That. Uh, grounds they should have played they should have played they should no, it was too much it was too should've much played. relax <laughs> there was a lot like they 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 would shovel the entire field and by the time they finished shoveling there was already another full layer of snow on the field it was ridiculous there was no way the game could have been played i was actually reading about something too there was a fan that traveled all the way from austin texas and he traveled out it was like a 31 hour trip to watch his team he gets there snowing game gets postponed he's a burnley fan no, he's a Tottenham fan. I was going to say, you would have been better off with Burnley. Bur- <laughs> Burnley fans in Austin, Texas? It would have been worth um, it if it was Burnley. If it was Tottenham, then not worth it. That flight. <laughs> Play that right now. So he ended up flying all the way out there. Um, it News passed around into the Tottenham dressing room. Harry Kane responded to him on Twitter saying he appreciates him taking this trip. Obviously, a massive trip to come out. He's feels bad for him that the game got postponed. He ended up giving him uh, tickets to come see another game in Tottenham, which is class from him because... You know what? The fans is what make you make or break you as a as a professional athlete. And I love to see when when athletes are being grateful to fans. Like they, yeah. you need. I like. I love seeing these type of stories. It's, yeah, it's that was a, it's that a was great a, part of professional sports. That was definitely a nice gesture there from uh, Harry Kane. But I would rather Chris Wood give him the tickets. You know, because Chris <laughs> was a legend. So he doesn't uh, care about Burnley. <laughs> he should because Burnley is a better club, but. Yeah, really they just—they got as much history that, uh, as Tottenham. Okay, so oh yeah, yeah, oh that's true. Nobody really Tottenham doesn't really have history. That those two words don't fit in the same sentence. Anyways, where was I? Yes, last last day of match day thirteen, Chelsea Manchester United, a massive two heavyweights. Well, Manchester United not really being a heavyweight right now, but coming into this game, two top six teams, and United came up with this plan. With Michael Carrick as their interim manager, what we thought was going to be his first and final game for Manchester United, um, he came out just parking the bus. <laughs> yeah, but he signed Ronaldo. He benched Ronaldo this He guy. did. He what, benched Ronaldo. I didn't understand it. What are you, thinking, it, what are you thinking, man? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Get the they hell out of the bus. Michael Carrick, get the hell out of the driver's seat. <laughs> well, he, bro, you he's don't gone know now. Bro, he's gone now, but bro, bro, you you I don't care. I don't care. I know you want to change the team up and, you know, make it look different, right? You want to come here. You don't want to just do the exact same thing as Ole. But taking on Ronaldo, bro, are you stupid? Yeah, not a good not a good look for Come on, man. It's Cristiano Ronaldo. This I is mean, you my, know what? They got the you point you brought in so. Ronaldo for games like this. He's the he's the, he's the the it factor. And you need an mm-hmm. it factor in games against Chelsea, City, guys like that. Because he makes a difference. And he's an aerial mm-hmm. threat. And he's a president up front. And he's a leader. And he's all of these things, and you sat him on the bench till the 60th minute, bro. You're a piece bro. of you're, bro. You're a mort, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, probably not the greatest decision making from Carrick. Um, I don't know. There was reports saying that um, he, Ronaldo was 
tired or something. Or Carrick said that Ronaldo, sh- like he's getting up there in age and he shouldn't be playing because they had a they had a champion. Uh, is he like Michael game Carrick's age? Three days early. Yeah, he is. He's like yeah, Carrick's the same age as him. It's kind of funny. Um, but yeah, he ended up sitting him. United scored first off of Jorginho just having an absolute disaster class because he tried to touch the ball when Rashford and Sancho were running at him when he was the last man back. Ball was up, came down, tried to touch it, landed seven feet in front of him, and then they just sprinted by. They had a two on zero from half. Sancho just ended up just taking it himself. First scoring. goal for Sancho, finally, man. Finally, finally, first time. Premier League, finally. And then uh, Chelsea ended up scoring. Jorginho ended up getting a penalty. Yeah, of course. When else does Jorginho score? And uh, Chelsea got a penalty. He converted the penalty. He made up for his mistake, and this game ended one one. Chelsea should have won that game, though. They had a great chance at the end of the match. Great chance. Uh, Rudig- well, then again, it's your center back up there. But trying still, to take come a on, half man. That was a banger, bro. That should have gone in. Gone. Okay, relax. <laughs> if it was Harry Mags, somebody like that taking a volley up there, I'd be like, okay, goal. But it's Rudiger. Rudiger's gross. Um, One of the best. Rudiger is gross defensively. He should stay back, though. Match day 14th, moving on. Starting us off. Adam, this was a weird one. Mid Midweek match day, I kind of liked it, to be honest with you. Lots of games. Tuesday, November 30th, we had Newcastle, Norwich, a 1-1 draw. Newcastle had a red card, too. Battle kind of funny, this this one I like to call the Battle of the Bums. Battle of Relegation. <laughs> Battle of the Bums. Just Battle bump. of Relegation. Yeah, 20th versus 19th. You love to see it. Um, Both came out with a one-point. Newcastle even having a red card. So kudos to Newcastle for, for picking up the point like here. Even seventh we minute or eighth minute, they got a red card. Like you guys are trying to get relegated, honestly. Like, <laughs> just go down already. We don't want you here anymore. Take your money with you, you know? Then there was Leeds versus Crystal Palace. Leeds came out, won this one, 1-0. Again, like we already discussed, Leeds, weird team. Crystal Palace, even weirder team. Uh, Leeds sits in 15th, Crystal Palace sits in 11th, but they're one point away from each other. So this was a, a close game here. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two games on Tuesday. On Wednesday, there was, I believe, six games. Southampton versus Leicester. This was a good back-and-forth game. Uh, it ended up drawing 2-2. Southampton, again, another team sitting in 16th right now, so they really needed the points, but I guess they'll take one against a Leicester side that's been pretty good as of late. Um, Wolves and Burnley, this one ended 0-0. Wolves probably... Should have won this one. They had multiple chances to score. They couldn't capitalize. They're in eighth, playing at 18th Burnley. Burnley did have a pretty decent game, though. They didn't look like a team that sat in 18th. But nonetheless, should have been Wolves on top in this one. Didn't turn out to be the case. Watford, Chelsea. This one, again, another weird one. Half an hour in, the game had to be delayed. Like what happened a couple weeks ago in the Tottenham game. It was Musa Sissoko and Marcus Alonso. Oh, That's Mar- Marcus, Alonso, yeah. Marcus Alonso, they alerted the referee because um, there was a fan that was having uh, a cardiac arrest in the stand. They alerted the referee. The game had to be stopped for half an hour. So kudos to these guys. Again, like what happened in Tottenham. It's more, it's bigger than the game. Somebody's life at stake is, is way bigger than the game and they're getting the attention that they need quickly and as fast as possible to hopefully not see something catastrophic happen at a venue like this. It's not something you want to see and kudos to these players for doing this because this is what you love to see. Honestly, like these players know that life is more important than the soccer game or the football game that they're playing. And that's how it should be all the time. And I, I appreciate these guys more than, you know, for, for stopping this game. Cause at this point it was really close and even Watford was up at this point. So for Watford to be up and a Chelsea player and a Watford player both stepped in, paused the game. Chelsea ended up coming back. They did. They picked up their three points. 
so again, I don't know. It's just I I I like this from fans. It's it's emotionally touching. Um, we're gonna move on. West Ham versus Brighton again. What you want to see from West Ham is winning games. They haven't been winning games as of late, but they still sit fourth. So because they had they had such a gap between the likes of Arsenal, Tottenham, and United, because those teams have been on and off. Other than Tottenham, other than Arsenal, maybe, but they had a bigger gap, so they are able to drop points without just moving down the table because the table is really close underneath them. Um, they went and tied against Brighton. One one here. They both picked up the one point. Talking point. The Merseyside Derby. Liverpool versus Everton. Liverpool smashed them 4-1. It wasn't even a competition, to be completely honest with you. But the Merseyside Derby, I know we're going to get into this later. I don't know how I feel about these derbies anymore. Daniel, it's it's dead, bro. It's dead. Like, is, like, it, is, historic... it, is it just a, it's a lost rivalry? It, like... Daniel, it's a historic rivalry. Uh, you know, it's it's... It go. It's deep within the city. It's deep with amongst the fans, but in reality, it's there's never a chance for Everton. I'm sorry, there's never a chance because Liverpool right now, when they have those three guys up front and Jota, um, Salah, whew, Salah's fantastic right now, and Mane, you can't stop them. I'm sorry, you can't stop them. They they're the they're arguably top three in the, in the Prem. Um, in terms of in terms of ranking the clubs, so Everton, you know, they always try to be a sixth, fifth place team, and they can never be a sixth and fifth place team. They always fall off. Um, they have some. They've had some terrific, terrific starts over the years, um, but they never really contend for uh, Europa League ever. Um, so they always find themselves sitting at the table. And if I was a Toffees fan, I would be absolutely furious because I, I would go into these to these uh, Merseyside derbies with with no hope. I would go with no hope because uh, we they always find themselves losing their manager. They always find themselves losing their key guys um, and, and just always really being one or two steps behind uh, the rest of the competition. Always. Um They've, they've made some great signings, don't get me wrong. I, I think that the Digne signing a couple years back was fantastic signing, a uh, very underrated signing. Uh, they brought in DeCorey last year. Uh, I thought he, I think he's a, a top number six uh, in, in the league. Um, but but they're missing some pieces. Um, and when Calvert-Lewin's not in Calvert-Lewin form like he was last year, um, they, they struggle. They struggle because you, you have guys like Rondon up front. He's not going to really produce for you like that. So um, it, it's it's a matter of... Um, budget, I think, with them, and they, they really try to balance the budget, and rightfully so, because they're not that type of club. But uh, at, at the same time, if you want to be competitive, especially in these Merseyside derbies, uh, you you have to um, you have to uh, try try to try to break the 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 system uh, of or the cycle, the continuous cycle that they're in. So, mm-hmm. I'm looking at it now, and the last time that Everton beat Liverpool. Was in was on October seventeenth of Andrew. Guess what year? No idea. No idea. Twenty ten. Oh my gosh! They haven't beat Liverpool in the FA Cup or the Premier League in eleven years. Wow! Can you even consider this a derby anymore? Like, is this even like? Well, it's a lost art. So it's a lost cause too. Just. It's yeah, not a derby anymore, in my opinion. I rather watch. There, uh, there's no competition. I'm sorry. Yeah, I rather watch um, 
Relax with what you say. <laughs> You're going to go say Norwich versus Newcastle. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, like, I'd rather watch. Um, I don't know. You're still watching a top side in Liverpool. You still are. Like, it's still, you got to give them credit. Yeah, still. I mean, I'd rather watch Brentford play Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing it. I lied. I lied. I lied. I just, I'm just trying to beat the bush here. You know, I'm just trying to. What's the saying? What's the saying? I'm just trying to, you know, egg on the conversation here. Yeah, put gasoline on a fire. Yeah, there you just go. Trying to. Um, okay, moving on. Wednesday, December 1st, still the last game. Aston Villa versus Manchester City. Manchester City finally hands Gerard his first loss as manager. And they pull out a win against Aston Villa. It was it was close. I can't lie to you. Uh, City did score a little bit later on in the game. It was Bernardo Silva again. Yes, and who? Ruben and Ruben Diaz, man, what and a Ruben banger, bro! What a banger, bro! Don't sleep on it. Him. It was a banger. It was a banger of a shot. I can't lie to you, bro. This guy's got finish, um, better finishing ability than freaking Harry Kane right now. I don't know. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> it's gross, Ooh, there bro. was there was a bicycle kick score. I don't remember who scored it. It was on Wednesday. I think it was. Oh, it was Mape. That's who it was. Oh, right yeah, in West Ham, yeah, Mopey yeah, scored a yeah. bicycle. Disgusting goal. Um, I don't care. But that, I just want to say, Bernardo Silva goal in this game. Oh, my gosh. Nice. It was nice, too. What a finish, man. Ball comes into the box. This guy doesn't let the ball touch the floor, and he bangs the first time. A swerving volley. Um, he's just on another level right now, Daniel. He's on another <laughs> level. And um, he's just a fantastic, fantastic player. He's one of my favorite players. Goes back to the Befica days. Never really got a chance at Befica. Um, I really hope, I really, really hope one day when he, when he calms down, to, because we're not going to be able to ever get him like this, but when he calms down a little bit in terms of his career and he's a little bit older, I would love to see him back at Bifika because um, he, he loves the club. He's always had, you know, spoke about, spoken, he's been very outspoken actually mm-hmm. uh, about the ownership and the, and the, the direction we're heading. So um he really wants to come back one day. He said it multiple times. So I'd love to see him come back um, because he's just a fantastic guy and a fantastic uh, footballer. There's two more games left in the match day 13 and a match day 14 recap. Thursday, December 2nd, Tottenham versus Brentford. Tottenham won this one 2 0. You know, Brentford coming off a win last week. Conte's side continuing his win streak because now they're, now they're up to two in a row. Um, they destroyed them on the counterattack for that second goal. Destroyed them. They did. Lovely, yeah. The human son is so son, yeah. good. It's very quick. Son he's is very, so good. He's, he's very pacey. He doesn't look like a fast guy for six. I think he's like six foot one, six foot. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, whew, he he turned on the burners and uh, he he caught that one back it's, post. I, and he just lovely, just lovely. T- it was just a mm-hmm. happen. But uh, I don't even find that he's pacey without the ball. It's it's he's pacey when he's on the ball. Like yeah, just his yeah. dribbling ability and how fast he can go forward. Agile. It's, he's it's agile. pretty nuts. Yeah. And the last game. Manchester United versus Arsenal. Again, massive talking point. You got Michael Carrick still there for some reason. Um, there was COVID protocols that they had to follow, which is why uh, Ralph Ragnick couldn't come in and step in as manager for this Manchester United side against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. He was there, though. He was in the stands, which to me, that that in itself just doesn't make sense. How can you be there because of COVID, COVID protocols, but you can't be matching? Yes, Anyways. Yeah. Um, United taking this one. We've struggled against Arsenal. We have in the last couple of years. And I don't know why, because I know way too many Arsenal fans. And uh, I just get absolutely hammered every single time we play them. Get hammered? Hammered, yes. Like MC hammered? Like MC hammered. Um, we finally come up with a win. You got Bruno with a goal. Fred with a disaster class and then a master class. 
and yeah, uh, Ronaldo. Well, he was on. A he stepped on David De Gea. He tried to kill David De Gea, <laughs> and then they scored, and it counted off of it. Like it was a, it was the most you know, first goal ever seen. I'd expect Maguire to do something like that. Not yeah. for literally just when he stepped on the hair and then he ran away and the hair was down like on the ground inside the net. Arsenal just continued to play on. They shot the ball in Mjolnir's row like you should be doing. You should be playing on until the ref blows a whistle. Did you? And, uh, wait, and, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, sorry, go, sorry. go ahead. I was going to say, did scoring you, out, off of it. Yeah, did you see hilarious. Rivaldo, what Rivaldo said about Fred and how like Fred is like such a good player. Such and, a good player. Yeah, I don't, I don't and then every United player bad. should be like him, this and that. Like, it was such a joke. Um, Even you know, last week against up. Chelsea, people were like, oh, Fred. Like, I, Yeah, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. And if you see it, um, I think you need to get your glasses checked. Um, or your I, for, I, uh, your I can't. Checked. Even, like, Twitter was one nuts last week and this week about Fred's performance. Last week, it was like, oh, Fred played so well. He was so good at pressing the ball. Every single time he got the ball, he gave the ball away. That's a fact. Like, literally almost every single time. They're, Chelsea was eye-pressing them the entire game, especially because that those two defensive mids in, that are playing in front of backline. Yeah. First of all, backline can't pass a beach ball, and neither can those two defensive mids. They're pressing them, which is exactly what you would want to do. He was decent defensively, and people were like, oh, Fred had such a great game. It was good for Fred. That doesn't mean it's a good game. I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. And it's the same thing here. Fred in the first half, was a disaster. A disaster. Second half, he did pick it up a little bit. He got the assist to Bruno, which was a really nice pass. But again, like, okay, sure. Second half was good for Fred. You should not be comparing a player's performance based on his past performances. It should be to the overall team, which then again, he did get an assist. So I guess you can say this is a little bit better. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Fred fan. I never have been. And unless he really starts to pick up his performances... I don't think he really has a role in this Manchester United side, especially with uh, Ragnick coming in. Then again, Ragnick does like high pressing and Fred actually does. He runs quite a lot. So he will be a pretty high high pressing uh, defensive mid. But then again, do you want a high pressing defensive mid? I feel like you want more high pressing attackers. But we'll soon find out where he fits into this squad. And that is the end of two match days, match day 13 and match day 14 recap. Daniel. Overrated or underrated PL edition. I got a little list for here uh, for you here. I'm gonna start saying names and whatnot. I'm gonna go through the list, and uh, you're gonna tell me if they're overrated or underrated. Ready? Sounds good. Okay, first one on the list: Ronaldo's Sue celebration. Overrated or underrated? Oh, uh, this is a tough one for me. I'll explain to you why. I was never a Ronaldo fan until he came back to Manchester United. I love him back in his glory days on Manchester United. I'm, I'm I'm a massive Messi fan. So those of you that know, you can't really like both. I mean, you can. They're two of the greatest players probably ever. But you can't be cheering for both at the same time. So this celebration annoyed me. Used to just annoy me. Like, I hated it. My skin would... Like, I wanted to, like, break my screen every single time I see Ronaldo seeing all kids. I kind of like it now. <laughs> Which is so flip-floppy of me. Like, it's bad. But... It's kind of funny because now it's turned into more of a meme. Like, I don't know, like the, there's memes now, like all over the internet of just the city, like even like the quiet ones, the really loud ones. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to say underrated. It's an underrated celebration. Daniel, 2015-16 Riyad Mahrez. That was his Leicester City days. Goat. It, he was ridiculous. He was a menace to society at 
at the Leicester City. He was. If he you was, saw this he's guy, underrated. If you saw him he's top box with the gloves on. Oh, you're, you're getting scored you're, on. You're done. Yeah, you're done. He's cutting on his left and he's finessing on top shelf. Like, what are you going to do? You're not going to do anything. He's underrated. Underrated as a player uh, when he was on City or Leicester City. He's, I think he's better rated now because, you know, he's, he's aged a little bit. He plays on a team full of superstars, so it doesn't stand out as much. But I think 2015-2016 uh, Riyad Mahrez is definitely underrated. Daniel, Arsenal throwback kit yellow. They dropped these two years ago, 2019. They tried to recreate what they did uh, in mm. the 90s. Overrated, underrated? Overrated. I'm sorry. It's an Arsenal kit. It's yellow. It's a brutal color for a kit. I know there's a couple teams in the Premier League that have kits that are yellow. Arsenal, stick to your red. You can even go black. You can go white. You can do blue. You can do whatever. Don't do yellow, please. I don't like it. Um, overrated kit. Not something I would want to wear. Not something I'd want to buy, even if I was an Arsenal fan. Just completely overrated, in my opinion. Daniel, QPR, Queen's Park Rangers, Adel Tarat. What a player. <laughs> what a player. Underrated. What a baller. What a baller. The guy left and then he went to nothing. But when he was at QPR, underrated. He was a baller. He used to just make kids look silly. Um, you know, he was a big skiller. He was a great player for this QPR side. And then where did he leave to originally? Because then he uh... went to play... I can't remember off the top of my head. Did he go? Is he was he in the Portuguese league for a little stint? Um, he's in Benfica right now, but I don't know where he want where he ended up uh, beyond that. Um, but he he was I don't know if he stayed around in England or um, I can't I can't remember for the life of me right now. Um, I could just pull up here. Oh, um, he, he stayed. He went to Fulham, then AC Milan. Fulham? Yeah, Fulham. Easy. That's where he went. Fulham. That's yeah. what I was trying to say. Um, so yeah, he was a baller. Yeah, he's he was he was. Streets won't forget. The streets won't forget. Um, he's one of those. Daniel, next one. Three back formations. They're 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 hot right now. Tucho they likes to play him. Right Lester even adopted it. Um, Wolves are with NES like to use it a lot. Um, three back formations. What do you think? Mm, I'm gonna say overrated for this one. I know Tucho, obviously Chelsea has the depth and the players to play a three-back formation. But then again, like the only thing I dislike about a three-back formation is that there's lines to be broken and teams like Manchester City and Liverpool are teams that can break those lines passing within them. And especially when you have Liverpool and your front three is consists of, let's say, Jota right now and then um, Salah and Mane. Mm -hmm. You got those three guys running at you pressuring your back three center backs who's gonna who which center backs are gonna keep up with those players nobody there's no there's no three center backs that can keep up with those guys so i'm gonna yeah, say but then you did get the I'm help of your 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 football. you do mm-hmm, you do know. but then you but then you can look at a team like city they can counterattack you so quickly same with liverpool they can counterattack you so quickly that if those fullbacks are stepped up the field you're getting run. You're like, let's say your center defensive mid or your two center defensive mids, depending on how, which one stepped up and your fullbacks already stepped up the field. You got a team like City running at you with not many guys back and three center backs that may not be the quickest. So I don't know. I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say slightly overrated. I, I'm, I've never been a big fan of, of three back formations, but then again, they are seeming to, um, to find more of a place in the sport. Daniel, I'm gonna skip this next one. I'll just mention it for the, for those listening. We already went over it, but the Merseyside Derby. You could go. You could say quickly. Yeah, overrated. Yeah. Overrated. It's, 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 there hasn't been Everton hasn't won in eleven years. Like, I'm sorry. It's uh, it's completely overrated. Next one. I'm gonna throw it back again. 
Marijuana Schmack's haircut. Overrated <laughs> or underrated? The most underrated haircut ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing him dirty, but Marijuana Schmack actually he had a he had a couple of games at at uh, Arsenal where he looked like a bombing, like he was like prime of bombing, like he was sick. Like he played he played for Palace as well. Um and uh, he was he was just like one of those hype guys for a little bit. Then he died off quick. He died off. Quick. Underrated haircut though. Underrated haircut, eh? Underrated haircut. He looks like a old man mixed with a guy in the eighties mixed with. It's like a, a fake, It's like a bald mullet. <laughs> it's so weird. It's an uh, underrated drop though. Yeah, underrated. Uh, Fellaini as a striker. Remember when they used to pop him <laughs> up striker? Yeah, there was like five minutes left. They're down and they just throw him up. Aiden Moyes to throw him up there. <laughs> the worst striker ever but he did his job he won headers so i'm gonna say it's underrated for that you know underrated. what you probably he, you know what he i remember him scoring some goals that were just like the ball bounced around the box there it's like that it. they need a goal and he scores them. it's the one guy that scores them. like i don't get it daniel Jaden sancho overrated or underrated right now overrated um i think in his in his dortmund days he was he was perfectly rated you know he was a, a great player. He played on that wing. He was assisting, scoring goals. Right now, he has one, two goals for United, one in the Champions League, one in the Premier League. Um, I think he, I think he's a little bit overrated right now. He hasn't been great so far, but hopefully, he can step it up and go back to what he was at the start of the days. Daniel, all these players have been cutting their socks and playing with like the grippy socks under. Um, Dead, overrated or underrated? It is the most. I, everyone does it. Everyone thing. does it. I don't understand why people do it. Why? People are like, oh, your your socks don't move as much in your shoes. Buy proper shoes. You know, if you get shoes that fit you, you shouldn't shouldn't be moving anyways. Um, I hate the grippy sock. I hate the way that it looks too, because you have a cut sock on top mm-hmm. of a not cut sock. I don't know. It looks pretty weird to me. Um, I've never used it. My all my days playing, never used it. I think I tried it once because I've forgotten my socks. You know, show up to training late, you forget your socks. Um, I think I did it once. I hated it. I don't know why players do it. Completely overrated, in my opinion. Daniel, I'm more of a double sock guy. I wore a double sock, so the shoe's a little bit tighter. But um, I used to I used to do the cut socks, but it was just too much work. You know, you're cutting I a nice pair double- of socks, mm-hmm. and then, you, you know, you have to buy the grippy socks. They're expensive. The players don't care because they just get endorsed by them, whatever. But yeah. uh, Daniel, it's not just one or two players doing it. It's everyone's doing it. A lot of guys are doing mm-hmm. it. So maybe... Maybe uh, at the top level, they, they they see a difference in it. But maybe they're just endorsing too, right? Because it's also yep. money to their name. Anyways. I, I was a double soccer too, to be honest with you. I used to wear a double sock up until like maybe last year. I think that was when I, che- I switched away from that double sock. Daniel, last but not least, Abrikane. Abrikane, underrated, overrated. Hurricane. This year he's overrated. This year he is overrated. I always thought as a striker in the Prem, people didn't think he was one of the best, which hey, I he, think his goal scoring ability is one of the best yeah. in the Premier League. He led he led the Premier League last year in goals and uh, assists. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. It was last year. I believe it was last year. If not two years okay, ago. I, that I think it was two years I don't ago. Remember. I can't remember. Um, but he did do that stat. I remember that stat line from him. He was he was I think underrated just because of all the hate that he got. Considering he's not a fast guy, he's just a big target man who turns around and scores goals. That's what he does. Um, now I think he's overrated. I don't think he has a great. He hasn't had a great year. He's been. He had an injury, a long-lasting injury, at the beginning of the year and the end of last year. 
which I think has altered his performance big time. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm going to say right now he's overrated. Daniel, last one. It's not on the list here. You know, but the, you know those guys that are on TikTok area, the island boys, just trying to make it. The big guys, well, the island the, boys, the blonde hair. Yeah, overrated, <laughs> underrated. Oh, oh, underrated in my underrated. opinion. You know, great voices. I think. Great voices. All right, yeah. I know that yeah. about wraps it up for this episode, episode ten of season three. How do we get here so quick? It's been a fast one already, honestly. Well, yeah, Dino, that about wraps it up. I think this was an underrated episode, in my opinion. Underrated. Underrated. So underrated. Um, almost as underrated as Arsene Wenger's uh, long trench coats. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was another good one in the books, guys. Um, you know, thanks for listening, as always. Thank you, guys. As always, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, if you want to watch us live. Um, wherever you guys want to listen, we're there, and we appreciate you, as always. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm Andrew Mello as always and Danny B, Danny Barbuto alongside me. Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. See you later.